This week's episode is brought to you by Campaign Refinery, an amazing new email marketing automation tool. Look, in the world of digital marketing, there's a lot to keep track of. We all know this. As much as we're in love with social media and the power of social conversation here at Social Link and on the All About Digital Marketing podcast, we are well aware at just how powerful email marketing can be. Email marketing is not dead. In fact, it's never been more important to help you leverage your presence everywhere else into the one channel that you'll own, regardless of what changes Facebook, Twitter, or any other platform makes in the future. I've known the founder, Travis Ketchum, for years, and he's been a past guest on the podcast, episode 15, if you want to listen to it. I've personally used his other products before, and they've been fantastic. The amount of thought that he's put into each and every one of what he's created has been incredible. I'd highly encourage you to try their free 14-day trial at campaignrefinery.com to see what world-class email marketing automation can do for you and your business. Massive thank you to Travis and Campaign Refinery for their support of the All About Digital Marketing show. Welcome to the All About Digital Marketing podcast. The show all about digital marketing, digital marketing, digital marketing, digital marketing. Brought to you by Socialink, a digital marketing agency specializing in social media and content marketing for brave brands and forward-thinking SMEs. I'm your host, Chris Bruno, and as always, we're here to bring you the most actionable tips, tricks, tools, and insights to help you achieve more when it comes to your digital marketing. Subscribe to the show and be sure to share with a friend if you found something useful or interesting. You can find all the show notes and more information on www.allaboutdigitalmarketing.co.uk. Matt, thank you so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure. Thanks very much for having me. So Matt, you are a senior client manager at PPC Geeks, and I get the feeling that today we're going to both get to geek out a little bit in terms of uh, everything to do with pay-per-click advertising. But for everybody out there who doesn't really know yourself or that doesn't really know what PPC is about or doesn't really know uh, PPC Geeks, can you give us a little bit of the elevator pitch and the intro? Yeah, sure. So about about the agency, as it says on the tin, we are a team of PPC Geeks. And what we try and provide is a service that aims to go above and beyond what is expected from a client perspective so you know most agencies will aim to do that and we're we're ones that put it in practice from whatever our challenge that uh, we're faced with so we're all a, a remote working team and we're all what, what i guess our common theme is that we're all highly qualified i wouldn't use the word expert because it's a bit cheesy but we've got a lot of experience in our particular field so whereas i focus on strategy and more account management and communication my colleagues will more focus on the the technical side of the account and the day-to-day work within either google ads or microsoft microsoft ads my experience as a whole is across uh, the whole range of digital marketing really i've started in e-commerce and developing kind of web solutions with uh breaks food service so that was a that feels like a lifetime ago and i've moved through the digital marketing chain being a kind of generalist marketer before specializing in in a mix of content marketing and seo and then 
taking a, a role as you know jump to the present day with PPC geeks. So I'm lucky enough to work with a whole range of clients across a load of different industries, which is the beauty of of working in an agency side role. Uh, I guess in addition uh, to try and keep my head in the game, I do work uh, as as a freelance um, through the Fiverr platform, which I know has a bit of a bad rep, but uh, I do a lot of social media management and social ads as well. So yeah, I'd like to keep my interest open in as many disciplines as possible, but majority of my work at the moment is like you said ppc um and yeah we could spend a whole day talking about it <laughs> if you really wanted to <laughs> well i i think there's one thing i'm going to pick up on there and i love the fact that you said you know i'm not going to call myself the expert but i'm going to say <laughs> that i have a lot of experience and i think that's so important when it comes to digital when it comes to social when it comes to ppc the game is changing so fast that it's not like the olden days or talking about history or whatever it is where things are defined and you are or you aren't an expert. But it is very much of, you know, being involved in it day in, day out gives you that exposure, which allows you to adapt, to evolve, to move with the times and to be able to keep up to date. So I, I just wanted to pick up on that because I genuinely, I love that uh, response and the, and the way that you sort of said it. And I think that's so important as well. You know, anyone that's saying, I am the, the expert in this particular thing, if it's to do with digital, uh, for me, that starts to, uh, to, to, to raise flags or red flags, I should say. Um, okay, cool. So let's get into the crux of it. So PPC, we're talking about uh, when people spend money advertising and you're paying for visitors or potential leads, whatever it might be to click. Yeah, yeah. Now, obviously, there's a huge amount of platforms. Uh, we try to focus on the small to mid-sized businesses, but can you help us sort of understand the, the the couple of different platforms that you guys use the most or that you'd recommend the most for small to mid-sized businesses and explain a little bit about the differences of how those adverts actually work? Yeah, sure. So the the term pay-per-click, like you said, is really, really broad and it can stem into search engines, social media, and and then it's, it's any element where you can pay for people to come to your site. So for businesses that are on the smaller side and maybe have a more limited budget, it's a case of looking at where your customers are or what platforms they're using. And in most, you know, I'd say nine times out of 10, I'm always saying, okay, look at search engines and look at social media because you know, when Google, you know, it depends what market you look at, but Google, at least in the UK, have 95% market share. And instead of searching something, people Google it. Um, again, social media, you've got a handful of main platforms. Yeah, we all know them, but I'll state them anyway. You've got Facebook, Instagram. Twitter, LinkedIn, I guess they, they all come under the pay-per-click. Although I guess typically people assume pay-per-click come is just search advertising. But when you can advertise on so many other platforms, it's becoming broader and broader. And then you don't even have to click. You can tap, you can swipe, you can you can pay for so many different actions. But it's important not to get swept away with the excitement of uh, the range of options so it's understanding like i said where your target client is so um i take an example for a business so if i was approached by a hospitality client um which yeah i've got a lot of experience being based in the lake district so a lot of hotels here looking for pay-per-click and, and digital marketing so it's understanding okay how does a small hotel 
get visibility to its your target customers where are they searching okay most likely google but can there be advertising on other platforms like booking.com or other online travel agents again that can come under the pay-per-click umbrella hospitality again is all about the experience so then you can understand okay people are looking on social media to try and gain an understanding of how their potential travel experience is going to look so then you can start saying okay if you've got the budget then you can look at how effective will advertising on instagram be if you get the collection of your best photography assets put some test budget behind it then you can start to understand how people react and the the key theme uh, in that is the word test because if you're a small business then it's there's a chance that you may not have done advertising in the past so i can give you as much advice as possible but ultimately it will you only understand the uh, key results of your advertising once you start paying some money towards it so there's a little bit of um you know let's let's hit and hope but there's always an understanding of we're doing it with the best possible knowledge behind us. You know, if I'm talking as an agency marketer now, we, we work with our best possible knowledge with years of experience. So we know that our initial test is more likely going to produce results, but it is in itself still a test. <laughs> it's it, I, So there's a couple of things you said that I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And I think, you know, the audience gets to hear it from so many other different people now, not just myself, that I think that's great because... I can bang the drum as much as I want, but if everyone else is saying the same thing, I think that's really important. But the two things, I mean, when you're starting any project online or anything else, you know, identifying who your audience is and then figuring out where they hang out, huge. I mean, that is absolute crux of how to get started from my point of view. Um, And then the second thing that you said there is, you know, it's testing. So, and I'm sure you've seen these as well, but when you, when I see these adverts of people promising a funnel for a biz, for any business and saying that with this funnel, you'll make a hundred thousand dollars in sales or whatever it is. And I get really frustrated yeah. because I know for a fact that in my experience, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm 99% sure that in your experience, you've had this happen as well. Even with, uh, you know, I've been running this agency social link now for 11 years even in 11 years of experience of having worked in various different industries and everything else, not only is everything still a test, but I'm still shocked sometimes by the results. And the things that I thought were going to do well haven't done as well. And things that I thought wouldn't do well at all have actually shocked and surprised me and done really well. (laughs) I think that's something that's so important because most people don't talk about that. They don't they try and overpromise, and they'll give everyone these hopes and dreams that everything is going to be magnificent. You pay me and I'm going to get you thousands in sales. And the reality is we're all testing no matter how much experience. Obviously, we're testing with that knowledge base and with the most experience that we can bring to the table, but we are still testing as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, being in, in digital marketing, you, um, you, I guess your web browser behavior starts to label you as being interested in certain things so purely by looking at loads of digital marketing resources and trying to continually learn i get bombarded with those adverts that are saying yeah literally just give up your job and invest in click funnels and it's 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 yeah like you said it's real frustrating because i'm i yeah i try and paint myself as a bit of a a goody marketer um 
yeah, I suppose most people do. But when you've got someone with a load of budget and they see this potential golden opportunity of, you know, you can you can work a, a week that's full of Sundays because you'll be making money in your sleep because of the magic of click funnels. If you don't know anything about digital marketing, then probably rightly so, you'll you give it a bash because you think, oh great, yeah, well what's what have I got to lose? But then what's worked for someone else in a totally different business model isn't necessarily going to work for your your business, no matter how small, medium, large you are, if there's a key difference yeah that same model might just work moderately well or not well at all and then you'll be thinking you know i'm still working a a seven day week Um, my my dream isn't any closer and i've just invested in someone else's model so um it's it's a funny old world is digital marketing yeah i I know pay-per-click is a very big part of that but my time in in seo as well is is a real funny one because um, I, I see both sides of it. So yeah, there's there's the corporate businesses that have a real understanding of what they're investing and in, what they want and how they want to go about a strategy. And then my my freelance work through uh, yeah, outside of my my main job, I see the people who have hundred pounds to invest, and they think that's going to get them, uh, you know top five position within a couple of weeks and being the market I want to be I say yeah that's not going to happen but there's going to be for every one of of me or a marketer like me there's going to be a whole handful of people that say oh yeah you know you'll be top of google easily with a hundred pounds in a couple of weeks (laughs) so uh, as, as an industry it's it's a real funny one as to how we sell our services and there's I guess there's the ethical side of it and then there's the we're gonna you know try and make you money but it most likely it won't happen so it's yeah I might I might label that as a bit of a rant but um you know I'd rather be dead honest with you on on you're you're absolutely (laughs) fine experiences but I agree with you completely and I think it was with uh Travis Ketchum um that we interviewed uh and I gotta have a chat and I've known Travis now since 2013 I think we met in the US at a conference and he's built two successful platforms. Uh, they've done very, very well. And when we were talking on the podcast and I asked him, how many sales pages, landing pages, squeeze pages, upsells, downsells, anything, how many pages do you think you've built and tested in the space of like the seven years that I've known you since you started the first, uh, the first company? And he said, if you're including the squeeze pages and the, the upsells and everything else, he goes, I've, I've created, it's in the thousands. Like I, I, you know, everything has been tested. I've tried everything you can imagine, changing text, imagery, layout, format, everything is a test. So when I see the, um, exactly the same as you, when you see those kind of with this funnel, you'll be making money in your sleep and you're sat there going, what a load of absolute crap. Come on guys. Like this isn't the way it's going to work. So I think that's really important from, from what you've said there again, you know, the testing side of it, it's always about testing. You're always trying. And again, you know, we can do everything within our power, uh, whether it be mm-hmm. for SEO, for social media, for pay-per-click, we can do everything in our power to, uh, to try and get it right, to try and understand the audience, to identify who they are. But ultimately, you know, bottom line is, 
sometimes you don't get it right. Sometimes you get it spot on first time. Sometimes it takes a couple of attempts. And it is very hard when you hear, <laughs> it's, um, I, I've had several conversations where people have sort of said to me, you know, that's very expensive for your digital marketing packages and one thing another. Yeah. And we've said, well, you know, what are you paying currently? And they'll say, oh, you know, we pay 250 pounds for our social media. And we'll say, okay, great. So uh, what sort of results are you getting? And they're like that, what do you mean? You're like that, well, you know, 250 pound invested, what comes out? And they're like that, nothing. Like there's no engagement, there's no comments, there's barely any likes, it drives very little traffic and you go, okay, cool. So if you're happy spending 250 and getting nothing back for it, then carry on. <laughs> like I, I, yeah, I don't absolutely. mind, like I'm okay <laughs> with the fact that, you know, we're not the right solution for everybody. Um, but again, we try and put out as much content as we can to try and help people understand um, since end of last year, you know, we're really pushing hard. Our campaign is put social back into social media. And the idea of it is, is, you know, talk to people, don't talk at them. You wouldn't do that if you were at a networking event, but talk to people, reach out to people, say hi to people, get involved in a conversation. There's so many ways that you could be different from the pack without having necessarily to pay a fortune to an agency or anybody else. And I think that's something that's really important. But again, testing is is such an imperative part um and i think that's so so good that you're saying it as well again we'll, we'll keep banging that drum on this show i'm pretty sure till it uh till we uh till we die but um but okay oh yeah absolutely so i was going to ask then so if we talk a little bit about search and this is something that um i've worked with a couple of specialists you and i haven't worked together we've met recently because of the podcast but there is something that i've always kind of tried to explain to people and it is an issue of to a certain extent, budgets. And I wanted to ask you about this because when we are talking to businesses that do have a very small budget, obviously people are hoping to get massive returns very quickly. You know, if they can 10x their money, and I'm sure there's somebody out there promising them that they will, but if they can 10x their investment, then obviously it's a fantastic opportunity. But the reality is when you are working with a very small budget, how do you guys try and get the most out of a pay-per-click campaign if we're talking about search or talk about Google rather than anything else, like you mentioned, 95% of, uh, of search traffic. But what sort of things do you do and what sort of ways do you work with, with smaller budgets to try and get those best results? Yeah, it's an interesting question. So I'll, uh, I'll try not to get too dense on it. I mean, it's something that um, usually takes a, a big old strategy call and to work out the best approach. So I guess in a condensed format, the first thing to do is, is totally disregard um, Google Ads and just say, okay, from a maths perspective, what what happens in your business? So if you're selling, you know, two ninety nine bottles of sauce or you know food stuff, for example, that's a fast moving consumer good, you, you've got a very quick moving product that sells. You sell a lot of it, but your margins might be quite small or you're selling kitchen worktops, you're selling a piece of software that an individual package could go into the, the tens of thousands. Um, so it's understanding what your end product is and how a customer gets there and how many people get there as well. So you look at the numbers, you look at from your other channels, again, excluding Google Ads, how many people do you need to see your material whether it's organic search or social media or any other channel how many people do you need to get one lead and then how many leads do you need to get a sale 
So looking at conversion rate and click-through rate. And then you understand, okay, out of those, out of one sale, what's the average profit? So you know, if I'm selling something for £100 and I make £50 profit, then yeah, I'm doing real simple numbers here. Then I understand that that profit, I don't want to eat into that too much. So if I'm paying uh, you know, for, for that £100 sale, if I'm paying £51 for it, then it's not going to be worth it. So I need to understand, work that all the way back through to understand, okay, if you don't have a budget in mind, how can those numbers help? But if someone does have a budget in mind, then I would say, okay, let's start from a, a position where you're happy in terms of a business that you can afford that element. Because again, going back to testing, if we test something with your budget and nothing works, then you know, it's a totally unlikely event. But if that happens, then you've got to be in a position that your business can still run. Because if you invest so much into advertising and it doesn't work for you, then yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of analysis to be done. But if you don't have a business at the end of that, then it's a pretty critical issue. So once you've agreed on a budget, and then from a search perspective, it's understanding, again, where your customers are going to be in terms of their decision point. Because search is ultimately, it's a way to find an answer to a question or a need. There's, I forget which the, the name of the uh, different types of types of intent. There is a model out there, and it looks at why people use search. They want to find an answer. They want to uh, satisfy their curiosity. They want to be thrilled, or they want to be informed, or they want to potentially be sold to if they're looking for a, an e-commerce product. So you look at where your customer sits in one of those brackets, and then determine how they're going to be searching so again if they're if your business is hospitality based they're going to be looking for hotels or breaks in your specific area and then you look at the kind of property that you are so are you uh you offering budget stays you offering a luxury experience do you have a michelin star restaurant do you have a spa on the side so all those are going to be key searches within someone's within someone's mind that you've got to try and preempt and advertise something that you can offer it's all about giving them a uh, a choice giving the searcher a choice before they've even realized that they want your product so in most cases someone's going to be using their search budget to advertise to someone who has never heard of their product or service before. You know, excluding those branded searches, your small business is going to be competing with tens or hundreds of others. And a search for something generic, again, hospitality focused, you know, hotel in the Lake District is going to bring up so many different options. And it's likely that your specific hotel is going to be one that the searcher has never heard of or has heard very little of. So you've got to use whatever budget you have to either sell your big biggest and best features or be as relevant as possible to the searcher's intent. So my last point there on relevance is a really, really key area. So we would work with any client to understand how we can be as relevant to someone's search. So again, thinking of a different industry, 
Um, off the top of my head, yeah, someone that's selling yeah healthy food, that's something I get remarketed to loads on. Um, it, people are understanding that they have a need for a healthier diet and then you've got to advertise to satisfy that need. So if you've got a small budget, it's working out, okay, that math section to start with, you know, how many people do I need to make a sale? How many leads do I need? How many people do I need to get a specific lead? And then understanding from those leads, what quality am I going to get based on different search terms? So you can see this kind of goes down a bit of a rabbit hole and uh, you know, no matter how small your business, there's always going to be so much potential within search, and that's that's just looking at keywords. And you you can expand that to other areas of Google Ads, like display advertising, video marketing, and then there's the whole area around remarketing to past customers as well. So, from a you know, if if a business came up to me today, my approach would be to go through that process and it's important to understand for me anyway it's important to understand the nature and and purpose of the business before you even start looking at search as a platform because if if you don't understand as a marketer or a business what you want to achieve and what that would mean for your business then there's no point looking at how to advertise if you don't know the very root of your needs in the first place Hope that will make sense. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I think it's um it's huge. So anyone who's just listened to that piece, you're probably going to want to go back and listen again or check out the website with a transcript so you can figure out all of those little steps that you need to start calculating for yourself. But I'm amazed at how many, and I use inverted commas here when I say agencies for social media or for whatever else, begin by creating content for somebody. And I'm always shocked and a little appalled because our first two, three hours of communication with our client and from them signing on to the first piece of content going out takes about three weeks. But our first few hours of contact is nothing but us asking questions to try and break down exactly what you've just talked about. Yeah, yeah. You know, let's talk about who we are actually targeting. Who is your audience actually? You know, because once you start doing that, it's a whole different approach. Like you mentioned, you can't use the same funnel to sell a £2.99 protein shake or whatever it is that you should drink every morning as you would if you're someone selling a £5,000 consultancy to a school. Like it's just not the same. It's not going to be the same content. It's not the same audience. The, uh, mm. the, the sizes of the audience changes as well. You know, so identifying some real demographics and then understanding what is that value? What is the price range? What is the actual profit margins and your lifetime value of a customer? And what does that really represent to the business? And I am always amazed that actually more people don't dig into that kind of stuff um, before they start challenging the, you know, right, let's do some ads and let's use your competitor's name as one of our keywords. And you're like that, Jesus, please don't waste so much money. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's really easy to just get uh, well into all the options. And uh, I appreciate, you know, as an agency, you want to come across as really proactive. But yeah, if, if as a small business, you might, have a small budget that means an agency is out of the question so it's understanding it, it it might be silly to ask a business owner you know do you know your business 
So yeah, I'd probably get a few funny looks if I walked up to someone saying, you know, how well do you know this this shop, for example, or the customers that come into it? But you start asking questions and it's a case of, oh, actually, you know, we'll have to come back to you and get the data on that one. And it's it, that's that's when you know you're really getting into the areas that matter when you're asking questions that maybe the owner of a business doesn't even know about their own business. And it's it's really, really key that any kind of advertising, even you know, not just search, that you you know exactly who to target. I mean, it's, there's always a bit of uh, guesswork in understanding where someone's going to be at any particular time. But the more intelligence you have about who's bought your product in the past and who's interested in your product or service, then the more you can eliminate wasted spend. And that, that's really important. If you have a budget of a few hundred or a thousand pounds a month, then uh, for you know for your business that might be a really significant amount for a lot of agencies that's i guess a smaller budget so it's understanding how exactly to best use that spend and then where you know, what channel because google search might not be the best option even though it's got a massive reach across a region country even globally it doesn't mean that it's the best channel for what you're offering because the more people that you have to market to, the more margin for error there is. So it might be the fact that something like LinkedIn might be a better place to pull your resources. So, you know, it's another podcast, I'm sure, but uh, um, yeah. it's But it is always interesting though, because, and there's another part to this as well that we haven't really touched on, but, and I don't know whether or not it's something that you guys do from PPC Geeks side of things. But we had this conversation quite a lot of depth with a, a client fairly recently, and they wanted to spend money. They uh, found a fantastic agency to create some phenomenal creative, um, like really good quality, really well filmed, really well made. Uh, and then basically the plan was to try LinkedIn adverts for the first time ever. And they had a decent sized budget to do it and everything else. And we were saying, okay, cool, let's get involved. But again, everything was done very modularly. So they created these awesome ads that for me felt very consumer centric, let's say, as opposed to the actual target audience centric, if that makes sense. Yeah, and then, yeah, that makes sense. And then the second part of it was I was trying to sort of push for, which was you need to test your landing pages. You know, for me, this is something that is really big and I'm not sure about how you feel about this and I'll be interested to hear. But from my side of things, when I'm talking to a client and I find out that they're spending money on ads, any ads, and they are pushing people to their home page or to the generic product page or whatever <laughs> it might be. I literally, I, I have a very, very small stroke and part of me dies inside. Um, but I have to kind of sit there and say like, guys, please don't do this. You know, there needs to be a page dedicated to what it is that you're trying to get people to take, uh, what the action for, because exactly what you were saying earlier, you need to figure out on what stage your customer is in, in that journey. So whether he's still educating himself as to what the options are in the marketplace, whether he's yeah, ready to yeah. buy, whether he's, but whatever that is, but if you send him to your generic homepage, which doesn't really talk about what the advert spoke about directly, and that it's a little bit more of a, you know, pissing around basically to try and find that product information, then the chances are you've lost someone who was interested at some stage in that customer journey but actually hasn't been able to find that. So what, what's your take on that and, and how do you guys approach that? 
Yeah, so I guess it's if you move on from the, the conversation about budget and uh, where your customer is, once you've got a customer to your website, um, I kind of use an analogy of uh, a bricks and mortar store because often it can be easier to kind of get your head around and that if you go to a shop and everything's disorganized and you don't have a clear guide of where you want to go, then it's a bit like a landing page where you've got loads of different options and you're not clear what you're meant to do next. Again, if you know, your landing page is is good, but it's really, really slow, then it's like going into a shop and having it being really busy all the time, but only one person on the tills and it takes ages for you to get served. So it, you put it in terms like that and it, it often kind of drops a lot quicker than talking about a, a theoretical landing page because you know people are used to experiencing a good or not so good customer service in a shop than they are maybe relating to a landing page so you know the two frustrations are fairly well intertwined despite one being on your high street and one being on you know, on your phone or laptop so we would always say you know, when you first start advertising understand how your website is going to work for people with different intents so whether it's uh, someone looking to discover a new product or someone looking to buy you, you've got to almost involve your website to serve multiple channels at once and we often say you know your home page is, is great for general purpose but most of your advertising should go to specific areas because they are a lot more likely to be more relevant to your specific search term. So we look at design, we look at page speed, we look at the intent uh, the, the landing page is trying to get across and the messaging as well. So uh, yeah, we, we focus a lot on strategy and managing a Google Ads account, but there's also the, the creativity of a particular landing page. So the, the creativity of the copywriting, the quality of the imagery, the trustworthiness as well, because you can push people to a landing page that sells the world. But if you don't have any reviews or uh, detail on there, then people aren't going to trust it. I agree completely. And that's, again, I'm just happy that you're reaffirming these, <laughs> these points for everyone's listening. Um, and especially if you do have a small budget, don't waste it by pushing people to your homepage. Please, yeah. you know, really think about that customer journey. Um, okay, so Matt, in terms of, and again, obviously, we're, we're always focused on the small to mid-sized businesses because that's who we want to, uh, this podcast to really help. But what sort of resources or websites or tools or whatever there is, but what sort of resources would you recommend for people who are looking to try and get this started that maybe have a small budget, um, but something that can really help them to, to identify whether it's search terms or opportunities or a way to be able to optimize? So... Tools are really useful in the grand scheme of things, but I think they they cut down on maybe expensive resource. So, you know, if you need landing pages developed, you don't need a developer. You can just use a tool such as Unbounce uh, to create custom landing pages that then, then can connect into your website. So it, it, in terms of the, the creation or... You know, working on a Google Ads account, the most important knowledge is what's already there within a business owner's head or in their strategy, because that can always be used to craft a, a campaign. It's just because someone's on a search engine 
doesn't mean they're any different kind of customer. It's just that you can't interact and have a conversation with them off the bat when they've just walked into your your store, for example. Um, in terms of other digital tools, Google's Keyword Planner, again, it's nothing really fancy, but it can give you an understanding of how many people search for a specific keyword, how much it's going to cost for an average click, and then you know, based on other metrics like conversion rate, you can you can use Google's performance planner to understand what you're going to get for your budget. So again, all of this is estimates and tests, and you won't really know until you run a specific campaign. But it, you can at least get an understanding of if you've set up a few campaigns within your Google Ads account, then you can, I guess, run those. Uh, estimates to get a real understanding of what the potential is so you know even if it's down to how many people are going to see your ads how many people are going to click on them there's always elements that are going to be unknown um but it's it's best to arm yourself with as much data as possible to um yeah before you start running these campaigns and then um in terms of understanding other people that are in the marketplace um, you can use tools like uh, SEMrush or SEMrush, as, as other people call it as well, to kind of run a quick profile. So you can put in a domain name. And then even on the free account, you'll get some kind of snippet that will show you what kind of keywords they're running ads for. So, it, I mean, it's not totally comprehensive, but you can start to see uh, the, the kind of averages and the average kind of number of clicks they're getting and the number of keywords as well um it's again it's all based off estimated data because it's it's taking data from google and um, a lot of what a lot of people do is they just put in a keyword into the search term bar and then say okay you know these people are advertising these people are advertising but that's just one search it's important whenever you're getting data to or data from tools is to get averages and aggregates to make sure that you're getting as reliable as possible image so that you're not basing your opinion off maybe one or two searches if you're stuck for keyword ideas then there's so many platforms that can help you with keyword research i know uh wordstream is has their own kind of keyword research platform there's a tool called ask the public as well um I mean, I'm sure this will all be detailed in a transcript. So I'm going through this quite quickly. But ask the public is it's a way you can, you can put in a general subject area, and it will spit out hundreds of search phrases and questions that are related to that. So if I put, you know, our example earlier, protein shakes, it will come out with searches around that. So protein shake flavors, protein shake types. Um, and then benefits of protein shakes and then there's questions of what's the best protein shake for me uh, we're compare comparison of protein shakes and prices reviews and so on and then you start to open up a world of possibilities so just yeah, you, as a business owner or a, a marketer even your understanding of your business might not uh, align to someone who's never heard of you before so it's un- it's important to target someone's product area or service area understanding before talking about your business because if you can sell if you can meet the need of someone then regardless of what your business is most times if you can meet a need or a desire 
then you've done most of the hard work. No, I think that's awesome. And actually, there's, I know there's somebody that's going to be very happy with the list that you've just given. But, um, and that will be uh, Olga, who we talked to a couple of weeks ago for, from SEM Rush. She's the global head of marketing there. So oh, really? I, I'm, I'm pretty sure she'll be chuffed to bits to hear that you, uh, you added that. And don't worry, if you're listening, check out the show notes on uh, our website. Uh, and I'll make sure that I list all of those platforms that, um, that Matt has mentioned there. Um, Matt, one last brief question just before we round up. Um, what's your favorite social media channel for you personally um, and why? I'm always intrigued by this, so I, I get to ask the question. Uh, that's a tricky one. Um, so for like my personal profiles, you mean? Yeah. That would be LinkedIn. Um, it's, it's a funny one because what other environment can you literally just have a conversation with someone who has got stacks of experience so you can you know i saw this you know the, the advertising of this podcast through a combination of linkedin and, and facebook and without that i wouldn't have been able to you know share my knowledge as such but also there's other areas that have opened up to me through linkedin that wouldn't have otherwise been possible um it's both a great personal channel and a great sales channel as well i mean I, I hate getting pitched on linkedin but you can have sales conversations in a fair amount of of security and and comfort without feeling too weird about it um and it, it's great for industry insights as well even if you don't use it post you can set up a network of like-minded individuals and you almost absorb relevant information without knowing it so you can just go through and there's there's always certain names within any industry that are quite vocal about the learnings development sharing knowledge and it's a great platform for that i mean it, it does come with its negatives and there's there's a lot of people that will sell to you given the chance but um yeah i don't really use facebook uh instagram's instagram's a great profile but again it's it's not something i've used too much and um <laughs> i've never actually used twitter ever apart from through helping clients with it and um, because i don't think if i created a twitter profile people would really care what i have to say because i'll just bang on about marketing and stuff but linkedin at least there's a mark there's a audience for that and people at least semi care what i have to say about stuff <laughs> Matt thank you so much um, and again for anyone listening we're going to add as many links as possible which I will make sure as well that we add the link to uh, so you can find Matt on LinkedIn as well um, but thank you so much for sharing I think you know PPC is a very deep rabbit hole as you mentioned and I do love a rabbit hole uh, and we could probably do a, a few hours talking about the, uh, the in-depth parts of it if not a few days but thank you again for, for coming on the show and for sharing with everybody and, uh, and yeah, everyone, there you have it. Some, uh, some insights from, uh, from Matt uh, about PPC. Yeah, pleasure. Thanks very much for having me. And yeah, there's always more that uh, can be shared. Yeah, I'm more than happy if, if people listening want to contact me on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, it's always good to have a conversation about what uh, you know, the best way of doing things are because the difficult thing is that there's never really one, one strict answer. But um, yeah, yeah, it's, it'd be interesting to see if there's other guests that come on and talk about paid search. But there's, there's, if you're just starting out, there's loads of resources. If you're a business owner and you want to get started, then you know it, it's all about 
knowing your business, being careful, making the right decisions. So yeah, always a pleasure and thanks for having me on. Thanks, Matt. The All About Digital Marketing podcast is brought to you by Social Inc., a distributed digital marketing agency specialized in delivering results through online campaigns. Whether it's content marketing, social media marketing, online advertising or web design, we've got you covered from strategy through to delivery. If you're struggling with your digital marketing, get in touch today by simply visiting www.socialinc.co.